Meeting our resistance. You've probably heard me talk before about recognizing if we're in a state of tension or if we're in a state of relaxation. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying that if you're happy, you're going to be in a state of relaxation. I mean, obviously, that's that's quite obvious that that would be the case. But it's more relaxation can even be if you're in a state that might be challenging, but you've softened and surrendered into it. And so therefore, you're in a state of relaxation, even within the pain or the struggle. So I want to look at today, how do we meet our point of resistance? And how do we move through our resistance so that we can actually enter into a place of relaxation and really move through into um, into a state of being where I think we all want to be in, which is not actually always happiness. I do think that that's a state that we like to be in because it's lovely, right? And there's also a choice in that, which I want to talk to, but really coming to that place of peace that no matter what you're experiencing, thinking, or feeling, it's okay. You're at peace because you've met the resistance, you've softened into it, and therefore you can be in a state of relaxation no matter what you're experiencing. So that's what we're going to dive into today. This is Corinne Bloom, and you're listening to Raw Conversations. So I've been working with this concept for feels like many, many years now. And really recognizing that so much of our suffering comes in the resistance to our experience, the resistance and then the judgment of our experience, rather than just allowing what is here to be here. There's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. And, um, you know, just seeing what this experience is showing us, teaching us, communicating to and with us. Um, yeah, so a lot of our pain comes from it, the resistance. And I've, you know, doing this work for over a decade and I guess being on my own path, my own spiritual path, my own inner journey, whatever you want to call it, I've really been looking at, you know, how do we be with our emotions? How do we be with our states of being, which vary, you know, our humanity, basically, which our culture, as I've said so many times, is not very supportive of, you know, we're told that we need to just be happy and anything other than happy is not okay and something's wrong with you. And even that pursuit of happiness can be quite um, empty because often it's like the facade of happiness, but not true, deeply felt fulfilled happiness, which for me really comes back to, am I at peace with my experience and with myself? And really the only way out is through, you know, again, our society is like, how do you circumvent this? You know, how do you get around this, get rid of it? I hear that language so much. How do I get rid of this part of me? No, there's no getting rid of. There's, you know, feeling into and through and transmuting that, alchemizing that, but the only way is by facing it, being with it, and ultimately loving it. Um, love is like the thing that melts all things <laughs> um, and transforms it into something that's like, ah, okay, <laughs> beautiful. Um, so yeah, with, with our emotional experience especially, it is so important to really face the thing that scares us. 
and not circumvent it, not put a band-aid on it, not take a pill for it, not take a, you know, turn on the television, not, you know, okay, we do those things, but we have to recognize that they ultimately are a distraction and they're not, they might give a temporary sense of comfort, but they are really not the end all. They, they are just masking the symptom, you know, that you're placing a bandaid on it, but actually the wound underneath is still bleeding, you know, it's still hurting. And so it takes a lot of courage to do this work because we really have to be willing to face ourselves. And I think that's the thing that strikes me the most is it's amazing how scared we are of ourselves um, until we've actually really gone on this journey and recognized that we don't need to be so afraid of ourselves, that we're not this like terrible monster, you know, with all of these kind of snakes that are going to crawl out of the closet if we go, you know, open the door and go into ourselves and see what's there. You know, normally what's there is just a part of us that's really scared and hurting and vulnerable and feels really terribly alone. And the liberation that we're seeking, we're never going to find it from the external. We're just not, you know, because even if we find certain things that externally do provide us with a sense of happiness and joy and, and liberation, if we're not embodying that on the inside, it, it's just always going to be kind of one step removed. You know, there's always going to be this, mm, you know, I don't feel quite free. I don't feel quite at peace. I don't feel quite happy. I don't feel quite comfortable or relaxed, right? That goes, here we are back to that state of, are you in a state of tension or in a state of relaxation. So I had a really profound inner journey, let's call it, this last weekend. And it really showed me that, you know, and it, and it was a lovely um, confirmation, affirmation that I feel like the work that I've been doing for so long, like I'm on the right path. Because in this internal journey, you are presented with things. And it's almost like imagine that a scene arises and the scene, you know, might be something that's really interesting and beautiful, but it also might be something that's like deeply uncomfortable and you get kind of stuck in that scene and it will loop and loop around and around and around until you're like, okay, <laughs> and you soften into it and you trust the process of it and you surrender because you might go, oh, this is really uncomfortable. And the thing is, it the more you resist it, the more uncomfortable it's going to become, the more you're going to get stuck in that loop. And if there's fear or if there's pain or if there's suffering or whatever, that becomes amplified until you allow it. You just allow it and then, then the wisdom comes in and you understand what you're, you know, moving through, the layer that you're moving through, the wisdom comes in, the love comes in and then it just shifts. It shifts into something else and the next scene comes in and the next layer comes in that you're going to be working through. And it's just was such a profound felt experience of that knowing. Like I know that in my conscious state, but when you're really like, you know, <laughs> I had a moment in my journey where I was like, I want to get out of this. I don't want to be in this anymore. And it was like, oh, okay, why? Why don't I want to be in this anymore? And the moment I just met it, I met my point of resistance and I stayed. Then it transformed 
Then it moved into something else. And then the wisdom came through. And every time it was like, ah, wow, <laughs> so wise. You know, this medicine is so wise what it's showing me. And, you know, I, I really, I, I wish I could just convey that to everyone that hears this or that I come across that the very thing that scares you is the thing that needs your loving attention. And, you know, it, another message that was just so clear. And when you're kind of going into these states of being where you are going beyond the ego and the ego is, I don't vilify the ego. We, we, it's a part of being human and we have to understand and be patient and kind and compassionate that like in this human form, we have an ego, it gets bruised, it gets hurt, we get defensive, we protect, we go into our coping mechanisms, we get scared, we don't like pain. All of these things require so much just patience and forgiveness and compassion, as I said. But when you can kind of go beyond the ego and the I am, again, no, there's no judgment in it, but you go beyond it, you know, where we, all, where we tend to arrive to is love. And it's like, I, I arrived into this place of like, why would we not love? Like, why would we not love? Why would we hate? Why would we be angry? Why would we be defensive? All of these things, like, we, why would you just, why wouldn't we choose love, right? And of course, when you come back down into, you know, your human self with the ego, like I said, we have hurt and we have pain and we get triggered. And, but the point is, okay, maybe we can't exist and reside in that state of love all the time, like 100% of the time, because we're dealing with our human nature. But I think the path is how often can you return to love? So you might go through the hurt, you might go through the pain, you might go through the trigger, you might go through the defensiveness and the coping mechanisms, but how quickly and how frequently can you return back to love? And I think relationship <laughs> is the ultimate test of that because it's it's a big enough kind of, um, when I say test, nobody's grading you, right? There's no passing or failing, succeeding or failing, right? But test meaning the challenge, right? And, and it's already a big enough challenge to be in relationship with ourselves. That is the ultimate relationship. And it's already a challenge, like we travel through, you know, vast terrains, all sorts of climates within ourselves, you know, throughout our lives. And then when you put that into the context of relationship, it's kind of amplified because you're working on your inner relationship to and with yourself. And you're also working in relationship to someone else who is also having their own internal process and journey. So it's really complex. And that's why relationships, as I spoke about last time, they can be um, a source of such pain and a source of such bliss because they will scrape up against your wound, but they also can provide the nectar for your healing. So just recognizing that like, you know, this human experience and being in relationship with ourselves and with others is, you know, at times really challenging and humbling, as I spoke about last time, so humbling. But let's talk about where we resist. 
right? And resistance is often comes out of fear and comes out of the, the instinct maybe to not want to feel uncomfortable. You know, the human or the ego doesn't like discomfort. And, and again, I do think that we are in such a pain avoidant society now that even though I think there's certain characteristics that are just true to being human, I think that they have been um, amplified and made worse uh, given that we're not in a culture that does any kind of ceremony or ritual or, um, you know, if you have a self-care routine, it's kind of like, you know, that, that, like, if you can fit that in, it's not something that's at the core of our culture. Our culture is very much like work, work hard, you know, yeah, you're going to suffer. Like, yeah, work, work is shit. Like, that's just what it is. And, and I don't believe that. I think that is a, um, a product of a very unhealthy and sick society run by people that I think are very unhealthy and psychologically not well, you know, because that's not the point of life. That's not the point of being here. The point of being here is to have this experience and you get to be you. You have this unique experience of getting to be you and experiencing life and existence and consciousness, if you will, in your form. And then you get to meet these other people that are doing it in their form. And you get to meet, you know, be in tune with nature and with animals that are having this experience of consciousness in their form. And it's this kind of whole, it's this playground and it's this beautiful just experience of existence. And it's rich and it's deep and it has lots of context and texture and um, I'm getting very existential and philosophical here, but that's what it is, you know, and we layer so much um, density upon that. So resistance, the more that we remain in a state of resistance, which means we're not surrendering and allowing and trusting the experience that we're having right now, and we're not moving through it. The resistance, what happens is that's what creates more and more density because layer after layer after layer after layer, we're building, you know, whatever, pain, trauma, suffering, fear, um, our coping mechanisms, all of this stuff begins to layer upon layer. And then I spoke about this, I think last time when we come to do the work, sometimes it can feel like, oh my God, there's so much to move through because there's so many bloody layers, right? Because we've stacked on so many layers because had we, when the experience arises that makes us uncomfortable, when the pain arises, when the suffering arises, when the heartbreak arises, when, you know, the anxiety arises, if we were to really be with it and move through it with love in that moment, we wouldn't have the density of all of these layers because we'd be moving through it in the present moment and letting it go. Like I said last time, animals that experience trauma, once they're in a safe space, they shake, they shake it off. They don't want to hold it in their body. They instinctually know to release it, right? Humans, we don't do that. We hold on. So that creates more tension. And then because we have these layers of tension and we keep on resisting our experience, it's almost like 
self-perpetuates itself because the more tense we become, the more afraid we become, the less likely we are to want to just surrender into the process and go into that state of relaxation. We resist more and we create more, you know, do you see that this is like a cycle? We create more fear and the more fearful we are, the harder it is to relax into our experience. But at some point we've got to make the choice. At some point, we've got to muster up the courage to go, okay, I'm going to face myself and I'm going to face these layers. And as they arise and they come through, I'm just going to be with them and be as present as possible and be as loving as possible. And and this is where the self-care and the practices that we take on or the therapies that we take on, it's really important that we feel safe in our environment or with the person that we're working with because that sense of safety and being held in the container of love is of utmost importance in this process. Because then if we're held in a container of safety and love, we can face it. Yes, it takes courage. And yes, sometimes we're going to be afraid and we're going to meet that point of fear. But we can do it. And, and the thing is, it comes down to, can I allow this experience to just be? Can I allow it? And can I breathe into it? Can I soften into it? Can I surrender into it? Can I trust myself enough? Can I trust this human process enough to just meet it, to meet it and breathe into it? And then allow it to take me where it needs to take me. It might take me deeper into myself. It might take me into another emotion. It might take me into another memory. And then I, and then I come to that place again. Where am I meeting my point of resistance? Can I soften and surrender into it? And then can I breathe through it so that it can open up into, you know, whatever else? And it reminds me actually of the process of labor. I had... Um, I had a natural birth at home. I didn't want to have any kind of medical intervention because I just wanted to be in the experience. And it was remarkable, firstly, to just recognize what the body naturally does on its own without interference. It's phenomenal, phenomenal, (laughs) the most miraculous experience I've ever had. But within it, when you have a surge or a contraction, it's bloody intense. I, I didn't frame it as painful, so it wasn't painful for me, but it was really intense. But then if you just, you're in this state of such heightened presence, like heightened, heightened presence. And so you go through, I guess a contraction is what, a minute, maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And so you don't have a concept of time, but you're in it and you're with it. And then there's the release. You get through the other side and there's a release. And then actually there's like euphoria, you know, and then the contraction will come again and it's this intensity and you just have to be with it because if you resist it, it, then my sense is that's when the pain would come in. If you don't resist it, it's intense, but it's not painful. And then you get through it and there's that point of opening up and there's the, the bliss, the euphoria again. And I, and I kind of think that that's what life is like. And if we get attached to any one state for too long, then we're in the state of resistance and we're in the state of stagnation. And then I think that's where we, we, yeah, we, we rub up against ourselves and we feel pain and we feel suffering quite a lot because we're in the state of resistance and, and attachment to 
oh no, I need to be happy all the time. And if I'm in a state of intensity or pain or suffering, that's not okay. Something is wrong. So there's the resistance, right? Equally, people can get attached to their depression. They can get, dep- they can get attached to the victim. They can get attached to these melancholic states. And that was actually something that came up for me in my journey that I was like, I choose to let go of my melancholy. I choose to let go of this belief that I'm alone. I don't want to play that card anymore. I don't want that as a part of my job description in my lifetime anymore. And it was like making the conscious choice, I choose to let go of this. Because we've got a lot of patterning that is you know, based on our belief systems that can stem from our childhood, but we also have a lot of patterning that's intergenerational, that's ancestral, that we've taken on from our parents and grandparents and their grandparents. And I think, you know, as part of this experience, what's empowering, and sometimes this is hard for people to recognize, especially if we are really uh, addicted, no, I don't want to say addicted, attached to the victim, unconsciously, most likely, is this notion of we can make a choice. We can make a choice whether we want to continue to be in the state of being that is causing us unnecessary suffering or do I choose to let it go? It doesn't mean that like you aren't going to have moments of sadness or feeling a bit deflated or maybe you have a day where you feel a bit more depressed and but you you move through those states of being, right? You're not identifying with it. It's the identification I am this that then we latch on to something, right? And we make that as a part of our identity and then it's really hard to move through it because we're so over-identified with it. But making this choice, you know, I'm still going to go through the ebb and flows of life. That's okay. I will meet it and I will soften into it. Even if it's hard, I will soften into it. But this letting go of, yeah, the identity, the role, the character, the belief, whatever card you've been playing, if it doesn't serve you, you get to choose to let go of that. And that might be a process. Don't force it right? It requires love and compassion and understanding. There's a lot to learn from it. I've learned a lot about this belief of I am alone, but I kind of felt like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that card and I'm choosing happiness. I'm not saying that I'm like always depressed and melancholic and down, but I've certainly, I certainly know those places very well. I know the shadow very, very well. And I've gone through kind of a a hard, up and down phase over the last couple of years, because as I've probably shared, I haven't been happy with where I'm living, but I really recognize, whoa, I've been resisting the shit out of my experience <laughs> because it's hard because when you're really experiencing something that makes you feel really unhappy, you know, like, yeah, you're not going to want to be in it. And you kind of think, God, like, you know, I'm trying to let go. I'm trying to move through it. I'm trying to allow, I'm trying to surrender and all of these things. And then, and then you get to a point where you just have to stop trying And, you know, sometimes we do need some kind of guidance to help us move through it. But when we can come to that point of like, oh God, yeah, I'm going to let go of the the resistance as well. And I'm going to choose the state of being that I want to be in, whatever that might be. And again, when I say I choose happiness, it's I choose to be at peace with my experience and my circumstances. And, um... Yeah, I choose joy and I choose to do the things that bring me joy. 
I choose to make time for that. I choose to take care of myself. I choose the people that are in my life that are going to um, nourish me, right, and expand me. Um, and I also choose to return to love as often and as frequently as possible, because with myself, with with the with others, with the people in my life, with um, the world. <laughs> that I think is such a big and beautiful lesson. So when you meet your point of resistance. Just notice, ask yourself, am I in a state of tension or am I in a state of relaxation? And if you are in a point of tension, that's okay. There's nothing wrong, but it's breathing into it and asking yourself, can I allow myself to have this experience? Can I allow myself to learn, to, to be taught by this experience? What is it that I need to see within myself? What is this showing me? It's like listening, having the conversation and meeting it with softening, with surrendering, and with love. So that's my invitation for you today, is when you meet your point of resistance, can you just meet it, stay, allow, soften into, surrender, and notice where it takes you. And if you can do that within the container of love, that's where you'll find your liberation. That's where you'll find your peace. And that's where you'll move into a state of relaxation because you won't be resisting yourself anymore or your experience, but really, truly, you won't be resisting yourself. And that's where you'll get to learn more about yourself. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful and unique gift that you get to be you in this lifetime. So I'll leave it at that. Loving you from afar. been listening to Raw Conversations with Corinne Bloom. Thanks so much for showing up, listening in, and being a part of the conversation with me. 